Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hey, hello everyone and welcome to Club Preview here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, although I would imagine there's not going to be much of previewing and we'll probably be doing more reminiscing from um, <laughs> last night's fantastic two-each draw with Dortmund. Um, we're live tonight on YouTube, so as always get involved with the comments. Um, and before we get into the things, let's um, introduce my guests. So first up, we've got uh, Ali Pearson. How are we doing, Scotia? Um Aye, eventful night last night. I'm, I think, like all of us, I'm emotionally and physically drained from last night, so I will be having an early night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I, I will be, I'll be the same. I do I do apologise to everyone. My voice will probably break at some point because it's been a wee bit hoarse all of today. Um, next up, we've got Scott Carney. Scott, how's things? Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, what a pleasant day it has been. Um, only just really recovering as well. I think I was up to, honestly, about half two or something that got quarter to three before I could really get any sort of sleep. I was absolutely uh, buzzing about last night and being able to watch everything back today has been a, a really pleasing day. Um, just a massive night for everybody involved in the club. Uh, quickly before you introduce Ryan, mate, I'll just do a wee bit. I need to give a massive shout out to Andy Hillis, who bought the podcast a call today thank you so much for the support andy and also we have met our target for the rangers charity rangers charity foundation raffle that we are doing um so delighted about that there is only three days left um if you still want to do it uh, but we have reached our target now so we're at about 105 pounds now so the podcast well ali's going to pay an extra 100 pounds on top of that and donate it to the charity because he's he's a very <laughs> nice guy uh, uh, poor <laughs> alistair so he's going to donate but no the, the podcast are going to 
put £100 to it as well. So absolutely delighted about that. Thank you very much. It closes on the 28th at midnight. All the proceeds will be going to the Charity Foundation. So if you can, please do donate. Enough of my rubbish, mate. Thank you, Scotia. Looking forward to this. I know, that's great. And it was it was really kind of the, uh, the Rangers charity to, to give us that um, tour. And it's um, really good that we can put something back in at the Charity Foundation for all the work they do. And then finally, we've got um, Ryan Hamers. Ryan, how are you today, tonight, even? I still was in Scotia, uh, like everybody else is. Um, I'll tell you, I'm in the, I think I'm in the best Rangers podcast you can get. Ali's given 100 quid. I know, mate. Can Rangers, you believe it? Rangers charity. I know. In Scotia, what a man. Scotia's, <laughs> Scotia's booked us all up for Seville and paying for, for digs in Seville. <laughs> I mean, this is, you don't get a better podcast than this, lads. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, you're maybe joking there, but I have looked into it. It's a, definitely a possibility because you can cancel it if, if, if we don't get there. <laughs> yeah, so um, no, let's get into things. And there's obviously only one place to start, and that's Rangers. Magnificent result against Dortmund at Ibrox last night where we, we drew two each which was enough to see us through into the, the last 16 of the Europa League. We had um, goals from Tav in the penalty spot in the 22nd minute. Bellingham equalised in the 31st. Malin then puts Dortmund up just before half time but thankfully in the second half it, we come to fruition. We play really well and Captain Fantastic again scores the, the equaliser and the game we see the game out to each so I've seen, um, listened to both um, Ryan and Carney on their post-match <laughs> um, last night and you went into it in quite a bit of detail. I couldn't be there because the pub beckoned. <laughs> so I'll get Ali's thoughts on last night. How did you think last night went, Ali? Oh, God. Where'd I start? <laughs> um, I was looking forward you... to this, mate. I was looking forward to this. Oh, t- <laughs> even meeting you beforehand in the pub score shot, it. I don't know what time it was, 20 past five. I thought it was actually doing well, getting away from work a wee bit earlier, and it was bouncing. Paisley Road, there was fireworks going off even before we got to the ground. But last night, Borussia Dortmund came out how I thought they were going to come out. They came out the traps. They mo- I think they showed a bit too much maybe disrespect to us in the first game. I think they kind of seen us as a bit of a walkover, but they didn't treat us that way in the second game. I thought they took it to us and I thought they dominated, to be honest. I thought we got the penalty against the run of play. I'll be honest, at first I thought it was a free kick. Um, obviously it wasn't. Looking back, it was on the line, Stonewall penalty. Tav, big balls for me, stepping up, taking it and scoring. Um, but to be honest, Dortmund, when it, got, when it went to one to Dortmund at half-time, obviously we met at half-time, Scotia, and I was slightly worried because I thought they're on top here. Half-time came at the right time for us, to be honest. And um, I was slightly worried what Rangers team were going to come out in the second half, but Rangers showed. Um, I thought it should be a bit too much respect to Dortmund in the first half, and they didn't the second half. Gio changed the shape, which worked, worked a treat. And um, I the second goal by Batav. I mean, you come on to the game. I don't want to digest the whole game myself, but... You always do, mate. Always I know, do. I know, I know. But, uh, we're, we're all sitting here waiting, waiting. We're all sitting here ticking off what you're saying. Well, you asked me. You asked me about the game, so I'm going my no, thoughts. No, um, but, no, but no, the, the, the second goal, Batav was big bass. He's like a man possessed down that wing, by the way, and he whips it across and there's Tav to make it to each. But an incredible night. One of the, one of the best in terms of 
nights I've been at Ibrox, I've been at a lot of special nights at Ibrox, and that's way, way up there in terms of special nights. And I was quite happy for my pal Tommy was there last night. He doesn't get to go a lot of games because of his work commitments. And for him to see a game and experience a game like that, I was I was delighted for him because that's that's what it's about. And when people say, I football's just a game, sorry, when you go to games like last night, it is not. <laughs> I know it was it was a tremendous night. I was I, I sit next to a, a young lad um, who's been going ever since I've been going, and I mean he must have been about twelve, thirteen at the time. He's grown up and he's been th- not really seen a game like that. I would imagine for Rangers, and it was great for him. And then when I came down and met you in the second half, sat beside you, there was two wee young lads in front of us as well, and you know that experience for them um, must be great. Um, Ryan, we'll come at you. What were your thoughts? Anything changed since last night? You calmed down at all? No, I've not calmed down. Um, still, I'm still on the ceiling. If I'm being honest, it's just still pinching myself. Still pinching myself that we've put out Borussia Dortmund. It's it really, it really is unbelievable. And I don't think we can. You can. I don't think you can play it down. Um, Rangers were fantastic. I probably, I did give. Dortmund, they can, I criticised Dortmund in the first leg because, as Ali said, because of their attitude, I do think they they thought we were a diddy team and they were just going to turn up and turn us, o- turn us over. They got their, their asses slapped in the first leg in their home turf and we'd done the damage and then they had to come to Ibrox, which was an absolute cauldron last night. It was The atmosphere was, as Ali said, it was up there with with some of the best nights I've been at Ibrox, like Bayern Munich and Parma, etc. But that was up there. It really was. And, and not just because we won, there was just moments where it was just bursting. You couldn't hear the guy next to you, which is what you want to hear. And it's the old cliche that the crowd are a, the 12th man. They really were last night. I really did feel as if we played a part in that last night. And I've watched the game back. I watched the first half about, about half one this morning. <laughs> And then I watched the second half just um, after I picked the boys up there and Rangers were so much better than I realised. You know what it's like when you're at the game. You just get you get absorbed in just wanting to win. You don't actually realise how well you're playing. And they were great last night to a man. They really just put themselves in the line and they made us proud. And uh, I put out Borussia Dortmund. I thought, what do you want? Ah, it was phenomenal. I mean, the crowd, That was that's the best atmosphere I think I've been at in Ibrooks in a long, long time. It was phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, yeah, see, hi there, Aldo, and hi, everyone else that's commenting in the, uh, putting the comments into the chat there. Um, I'll try and keep up with you. Carney's controlling it, so I will try and keep up um, with it, but we'll see We'll see how it goes. Um, Carney, what are your thoughts on last night? <laughs> yeah, um, I think your, your boys are obviously still quite excited about last night, Ryan. Um, could hear them as soon as the stream, the stream started tonight. Um very exciting, mate. I'm, that's more than acceptable. Uh, last night, mate, there was at points last night where I just stood and I, I didn't sing and I just let everybody else sing and I just kind of, kind of like arty-farty, I suppose, but I just kind of soaked it all in last night and feeling it and the emotion that you can feel with people singing, um, it's, it's an incredible feeling. It really is. It was very, very special last night. I, I can't remember an atmosphere like that. I really can't. We've had we've had bits of an atmosphere like that. For example, like the Braga game, and even when we won the first Old Firm game of the season this season, it was the noise was amazing. Yes, but to have that for pretty much ninety minutes last night was it was something else. It really was incredible. And what I love even more is 
this has went all over Europe now. So there is teams all over Europe, people that are all over Europe that have seen Ibrooks last night and they've went, look at that place, listen to that noise. That is incredible. The noise when Tavernier scores that second goal, I mean, you cannot beat that. There is no feeling. To, I can't describe the feeling because it's not possible to put into words what it actually feels like. It's tremendous. And even speaking to Jamie Lowe after the game, he was saying... Um, there was at points where he couldn't hear the referee, like he couldn't hear the referee's whistle. Like he's, like, I couldn't hear anything. He's like, all of a sudden the game was stopped, and I couldn't figure out what was going on because the noise was so much. And it was just a very, very special night. Um, every time I say it, we've knocked out Borussia Dortmund out of the Europa League. I mean, <laughs> it's absolutely crazy with the players that they have in their team. Um, everybody's been saying it, and I'll repeat it. I literally a European giant. In over two legs, we've not lost a game against them, uh, and we've scored six past them. Um, it's an unbelievable achievement for Rangers. It's an unbelievable achievement for Scottish football. And yeah, I've enjoyed watching it back. I'll probably watch it more again tonight as well. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's just incredible. Um, it's something that I won't get um, sick of. And if Mr Rangers is listening or Mr SFA or Mr SPFL was listening, get that camera and the club deck back for good because some of the shots last night I'm watching the replay were incredible. So get that back. That was fantastic. But yes, I've went on a wee bit there, Scotia, but yes, I am still absolutely buzzing about us. No, that's all right. We've, we've talked about the crowd there and that was something I was wanting to bring up sorry, separately, but since we've written it there, I think we'll just keep, keep with it at the moment. And obviously the club deck camera that you just mentioned there, that was really brilliant to see um, because you don't really often see what's happening up in the club deck and some of the angles of the like the celebrations when we scored I know you appeared on it a few times I think if you look hard enough you can see you and your dad <laughs> Ali informs me that ah, yeah, I can be seen at one point but I've, I've not looked hard enough yet but it was also some of the angles that you were getting of the play was really good um, Ali what, was, what did you think you didn't really mention the crowd too much what was your thoughts on the crowd and the, that camera Oh, I crowd with the 12th man last night. I think Van Bronckhurst, Tav, Kent, they all alluded to it in their interviews in terms of the, the, the crowd were, were with Rangers last night and the crowd had to be with Rangers last night. I think, I think it was yourself, Scotia, that said even if we go 1-0 down, 2-1 down like it did happen last night, we need to stick with the team. We can't turn because you know Ibrooks can turn. <laughs> We've been there many a time. Um, but last night we were all together as one. And I thought every fan was fantastic last night. Um, I thought everyone should be proud of themselves last night. Um, the, with the, the noise we created at Ibrox, it was a cauldron. But the, no, the club deck camera was um, that was brilliant. And I kept seeing it wasn't back and forth across my head. Um, it might have caught me put, uh, lifting you up in the air, Scotia, because in the second goal, I grabbed Scotia and lifted him right up in the air. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that, that, that was good. And then... The eye, the, the views as well from it as well. I think Ryan kind of said off camera before in terms of there was one with Morelos on goal and stuff, and it gave you a, a good view and it, it gives you a kind of view of probably why we sit up in the club deck, Carney in Scotia, because I, I love sitting up there in terms of the view. A lot of people say, "I the atmosphere's not great up there," but no, I think it, it is. And a game like last night, um, no, it was good, and um, I. How how we go for that to Motherwell on Sunday at Ibrox? It'll be interesting, but the nah, fantastic atmosphere last night. And like I say before I come on, I was emotionally and physically drained this morning because it just takes it out of you, those type of games. But I'd love to relive it again. And I'm feeling it again. I know you, Carney, said that was your big moment in terms of the Celtic game this season. 
I think that was maybe better that one last night. I was waiting for it to come on, and it was oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you not think? Do you not think they accidentally <laughs> played "Welcome to the Party" and somebody's went, "No, that's the wrong one." Yeah, you need, I was. You need, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was, I was saying, I was saying to Scotia, "I've got to play." I'm feeling it, and they put something else on at the start, and they've obviously made an arse it and then put it on. But uh, see, when all fifty thousand bears are all singing that, and even the Dortmund fans in the corner, there was three thousand. They must have been looking around, going, "This is a special place." Yeah. I actually seen a video, sorry Scott, I seen a video um, from the Dortmund end and I don't know if it was one of the football blogging people, I'm not sure, but it was when Rangers were doing the bouncy, I think after the first goal, um, which I mean, I, I'll come on to that, um, and he's going, this is unbelievable, this is really unbelievable, and every single stand you could see was just bouncing, um, I say note to that, when they do the bouncy, my dad is literally terrified yeah. um, because the club moves. Yeah, <laughs> so my dad, <laughs> he literally sits with his hands in his head. Um, I didn't know bouncing around. I was extremely careful last night, but uh, uh, <laughs> I should film my dad and show you it because it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and then after, like, why did he do this? Why did he do that, my dad? I think it's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. But no, he doesn't like the feeling of it. Do you know he actually left Hamden one time because the the top, that top tier was bouncing so much that he left. So he was like, "Oh, I can't, I can't sit here any longer." And he left. Uh, some things you can't change with my dad. Sorry. That but that but no that boy you were talking about is that that Sam North that goes to all the Kenny away no, games. No, he was no. in the Rangers end. I watched his. He was well. in I pretty much watched every video you could I could find today of last night. He was in the he was in the club deck, not far along through where you were actually. Um, yeah. His video was pretty good as well. Um, captured the the UB um, march up as well. Um, his video was pretty good. Does quite well in capturing it. Um, claims he's not a Rangers fan. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Ryan, does that camera from the the club deck tempt you to, to change your seats and come and join us up in the what, up with the gods? Absolutely not. Um, no, I love my seat. <laughs> I love my seat in the, the government front, mate. Um, it's no, it's a, I've had one to three, four season tickets at Highbrooks, uh, Copeland Rear, two in the government rear, and this one in the government front. And my government front seat, it's on the halfway line, four goes up. I, I absolutely love it there and stood the full game last night, which was great. I would have Highbrooks like that every week if I could just standing. I know it's not, not for everyone, but. I loved it. Absolutely loved the, the atmosphere last night. And um, I think I texted the chat before when I was just in the stadium and the Dortmund allocation for me as well. That's what I want to see. I want to see European crowds. I want to see big away supports at Ibrox because it gets the, the the home fans up for it because they were very noisy at the beginning. We weren't long in shutting them up, but that, they were a good away support. They were had their flags or colourful as I said, quite vocal, and, and it just added to the atmosphere. I liked their, their pyro as well at the beginning. It just felt like such a big European tie last night. Um, but no, in terms of changing my seat, I will stay in the government front for now, Scotia. <laughs> I missed the the pyros at the start from the Dortmund fans, because to my eternal shame, we left it a wee bit too late to go along to the game and the, the queues to get in were massive so I'd missed the first sort of minute of the game I think unfortunately um, but on to the game anyway Dortmund started pretty brightly they hit the post within five minutes and I'm twitching at that point um, and then they, they almost score again from the corner when the defence doesn't really deal with it they're just sitting watching it although Car, um, Pearson you'd said that you felt our penalty was against the run of play I thought Rangers actually started the game okay apart from that wee five minute spell I thought we were alright got the penalty 
And then it was after that that we kind of fell away and Dortmund grew into the game. And you could see that it was coming. Um, Dortmund are too good a team to do that. But the other talking point that I want to get to is obviously half-time. And the big change, that, the big tactical change that Gio made is when he drops John Lundstrom back and then brings on Balogun as well to go to a sort of 3-5-2 formation. And this ultimately changed the game. Um, Carney, your thoughts on that? A hundred percent, mate. Uh, I, I think... I think when I first seen it, I know you pulled me up in the comments last night, mate, for saying it was a 5-3-2. <laughs> it definitely was a 5-3-2 and when we were defending, when we were out of possession, there's no doubt about it. Uh, when I first seen it happening, I was like, oh no, I thought we were just going to sit back and hope that we just lasted somehow, um, which is never a good idea. It's never good to watch and it very rarely works out for Rangers. However, the, the way we were adapting once we were in possession with Lundstrom coming out, from a defence and Tav and Bassey putting in absolute shifts up and down the, the our left and right hand side. It, what Gio done is he got the best out of what he had available to him. Uh, he got the best out of Bassey, he got the best out of Lundstrom because Lundstrom defended and broke up playing past and everything that you would want from a kind of box to box midfielder or a very deep line playmaking midfielder is what he turned out to be last night. <clears throat> and then uh, Tavernier getting two goals. I mean, I criticised Tav a wee bit for defensively, I still stand by that, but he's up against absolute class players, so he was maybe found out slightly and committed, he committed too quickly a couple of times when he maybe have stood his ground more. Uh, but <clears throat> the all Gio done was nullify the space that they could break into and it's the Dortmund then struggled to break our lines. Um, yes, we were still better backs to the wall, as you would expect, but really on reflection, we did well. And McGregor, for trying to think now, even though I've watched it back, I don't think he made a real a real world-class save in that second half. In the first half, he got called into action a few times. Second half, I'm not so sure. Um, so, look, it was one of the nights that we were all... Desperate for the final whistle, the longest ninety minutes of my entire life, no doubt, no doubt about it. But what Gio done was, yeah, you, you have to praise that. Um, you have to praise that because we've criticised him rightly so um, when we've had to. But last night he got it spot on, and I think Ryan, you said it over the two legs, he has it absolutely spot on. It was a a, a real stroke of genius to do it. Yeah, Ryan. I mean, that was. I mean, in the first half. We obviously, Dortmund were getting a lot of their joy down their wings, so it was really good to see them pushing our wing backs out wider to deal with them. But it's it's something we've seen from Gio before. I'm sure there was a game where Lundstrom got brought back into the defence as well, and I'm sure there was maybe one where Kamara got brought back a bit deeper as well. Can't recall the exact mm -hmm. games, but I'm just sure it happened. What? How did you feel that that, that tactical change impacted the game? I think. Massively, Scotia. I think it was a masterstroke and I don't think you can underestimate how big a decision it was. And I think it's Aldo in the comments here saying Gio able to, to change the formation during games is understated. I would I would second that. I really think that when you look at the previous regime, although he took us to a level where I've said many times that I love watching Rangers in Europe under Gerard. I do feel as if Gerard didn't have that or Gerard and Michael Beale, the team didn't have really that balls to change it or, or even tactical awareness just to change it. Gio played a masterstroke because at 2-1 down at half time, I don't know about you boys, but I was not feeling it. I really wasn't. Maybe I didn't have enough drinking, maybe I wasn't feeling it. I, I thought 
I thought we've shut the bed here again and they're a class outfit, they can smell blood. And I think something had to change. I think if we continue to play the way we did at the end of that first half and the formation we were, everything was going through Bellingham. He was linking everything up, getting it, as you say, getting the ball out wide. But he was linking everything up and something had to change for us to win that match. And for me, that was the thing that won. He got his tactics spot on in Dortmund. But that, that change of formation and to, to have the balls to do it as well. Um, it, won, it won as a tie score, so I would go as far as saying that. Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, so that tactical change obviously sees Tav pushed a wee bit higher up the pitch than he than he has been recently under Gio. And then, obviously, Tav goes on in the 57th minute to make it to each. Now, Ali, I'll come to you. What more can we say about James Tavenier? I mean, he's been here since 2015. He's 327 appearances, 75 goals and 104 assists in that time. It's unbelievable, yet people still give him stick at times. 200,000 pounds from Wigan is what we paid for him. So just put that in perspective. And what the stats you've just said there, Scotia, and he's he's a right back. That's frightening. Doesn't matter what league you're playing in, it's frightening. And um <clears throat> yeah, he gets a hard time. No Carney was going about his defensively at times, but if he was as great defensively as his offensively when he'd be at Rangers, it's like it's like Ryan Ken, if he could add goals to his game, he wouldn't be at Rangers. Um but I'd, i yeah, I just thought he put a captain's performance in last night, Tav, for me. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought him and Big Bassey, both sides were phenomenal. The second goal, he's right up there. and That's a hard finish, by the way. Don't, don't let that kid yourself. See when that ball, that ball's spinning and he gets his body over and hits it, hits it low and it was a great finish by Tav. And I, I don't know what else to say about Tav. I really don't. He's been here... How many years has he been here now? Five, six years or something now? Six, seven. Um, well, he joined what? in 2015. Summary 2015, he joined. Yeah, well, I Warburton brought him in, so <clears throat> you need to thank Mark Warburton for that one, 200 grand. But um, dies. I love Tav, I, I really do. and I, I really don't know what else to say about the guy, I really don't. I think he's <laughs> settled. Well, he is, he is settled in Glasgow. He's got two two young children. He's got, he's got his wife as well. I know they're settled in Glasgow, and I think he's quite happy. And look at last night. Look, look what he's he's captain in Glasgow Rangers, who have just put out Borussia Dortmund. It's um, it's a phenomenal achievement from him because I said years. I said, I think I said to Carney when we won the league last season, Tav could have chucked it a couple of years ago with Rangers, easily chucked it and went down south somewhere, but he didn't. He stayed, and look at him now. He's um, a lot of folks say ah, he's not Rangers captain material, but I think last night he kind of showed. No, he is. He is. And he had big balls last night, especially taking two penalties against Dortmund. And um, I'll just flip a question to you all now. Kamar Roof mm. obviously our penalty taker, right? Yeah. But he's not getting any games. If Kamar Roof starts, say Kamar Roof starts, for instance, on Sunday and we get a penalty, does Kamar Roof stay the penalty taker? For me, I give the penalties back to Tav. I think he's he's that confident at the moment. I would put the penalties back on to Tav if Kamarov's playing. To be honest, I would, I would maybe have like a couple of your main penalty, penalty takers, and then whoever's feeling the most confident in the day, I would let them let them take it. I wouldn't stick with just one rigid. You're a penalty taker, and you always need to take penalties. I don't know about you guys, Ryan. I would have a player that's on form hitting a penalty. I like a player who's. 
who's just got a bit of confidence about him and Tav's that man. I see Kmar Roof is maybe someone who's on is in a difficult place at the moment. If you think about it, you don't really know what position he fits in this Rangers side at the moment. He's been in and out of the team. He's played lone striker at Celtic Park. He's played on the, the right of a three. He's played on the left of a three. He's played behind the striker. He's a bit like Borna Barish as he comes and goes. Um, he's just... Uh, <laughs> for me, Tavernier would definitely be the penalty taker on, on Sunday if he's not if he's not playing. If he is playing, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm always one for going for a confidence player. In terms of Tavernier overall, I think Corey Muncher, I'm quite like Corey Muncher there. It, Tav frustrates me at times and it's because it's defensively. I just think he sleeps sometimes and but I said last night in the pod, what a performance he put in and to have the balls to hit those two penalties because that is major pressure. Both of them, I don't think one outweighs the other. I think the first one, if he misses that first one over in Dortmund, I don't see us going through. It's just It just gave us a chance, just gave us a, the hope that we might do something and might take this back to Ibrox and maybe if we just play well and something comes off and we get a bit of luck, we can possibly take this to Ibrox. And he, and he stepped up and scored and he did it again last night and you've got to have some courage to do that and Tavernier has been through the he's been through the wars with us as, as we all know and he shows some great character at times he really does uh, but yeah he's a, I'd be a hypocrite if I sat here and pretended that I, I, I'm a huge fan of him but he's, a, he's our captain and he's, a, he's the captain of champions so what, can, what else can you say about him? I know, indeed. I, I get where you're coming from, yeah, in terms of it being a wee bit frustrating um, at, at, at times, but I think he's been really important. He's getting into that level that he's, he's going to go down as a Rangers great, I think, to be honest. Um, Carney, your thoughts on a penalty, the penalty taker and also uh, Tavenier as well. I'd seen someone on Twitter last night, I can't remember who it was because there was that much going on on Twitter, but said that if Trent Alexander-Arnold had put in a performance like that for Liverpool in Europe, the English media would be gushing all over him. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't happen up here in Scotland. But, yeah, your thoughts on penalty takers and Dav? I agree with Ali, isn't I? Uh, it seems to be a running trend right now, Ali, that me and you seem to agree on everything. Um, uh, he has to continue to be a penalty taker. To do that, to do two penalties like that, convincing penalties against... A team like Borussia Dortmund, pressure penalties. Last night, the pressure must have been unbelievable on that penalty, honestly, because everyone was going... I even I said to my dad, I was like, he's missing this. He's like, no, he's not. My dad is the biggest James Stavonier fan you'll ever meet, genuinely. He, he absolutely loves the guy, and quite rightly so. Tav probably took criticism, probably too harsh a criticism as well, and I think a lot of us, I don't know, maybe, I don't, I'm not going to speak for all you, but I, I certainly at one point, um, not recently, but at one point I've said, is he a Rangers captain? No, is that what we need as a Rangers captain? But talk about growing into the role. I mean, he led by example last night and I, I can't, kind of like Ali, I don't know how to put into words what James Tavernier means to this football club now. And I also... I don't think we could put into words what Rangers Football Club means to James Tavernier. He's very at home here. Yeah, this is where he... I, I would imagine he'll finish his career. Um, I would like to think that he would. I think he's earned the right to finish his career here. Um, and yeah, sometimes he can be frustrated defensively, of course, but these stats that you read out at the start, Scotia, I mean, he is a right-back. That is unbelievable. And if he was in any other league in the world, he would be getting hailed as... 
one of the best right backs to ever grace the game with stats like that. He really would, uh, but because of where he is, and it's because of the media coverage we have in this country that he's not. But um, no penalty taker for me is James Tavernier because he's going to be playing pretty much every game from now until the end of the season, and he's absolutely flying right now. So a hundred percent, I'll go with Ali on that one. That it's Tav on penalties and. Yeah, congratulations to the captain for his performance over the two legs. Um, he deserves every bit of praise that he, he got last night. I'm fairly certain he's never been sent off for his either as well. So that's always good for it, particularly when nah, you're a defender. I don't think he has, actually. Cards and that. Anyway, before we move on to other things, um, I think we only we need to talk about it quickly. Um, we're talking about a two-each draw. In reality, it should have been 3-2. How that yep. goal and foul gets chopped off, Ryan. I know you're always saying that VAR's going to give you inconsistencies and stuff. Well, last night showed, proved it, didn't it? Uh, well, you've had me one round with VAR um, after Dortmund <laughs> away and then obviously the two decisions going against the Tannadice. And see, now you can shove VAR up your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just shows you, like, it's not watertight. I know I keep using this phrase, but this is... It's still open to human error. The referee's going over there to have a look at it, which I have no problem with. It's a big goal and a huge game. And he's going over there to look at it. And somebody told me he watched it seven times. Now, if he's watched that seven times mm. and still made the wrong decision, what are we doing? What are they doing with R? This is why I don't... Because that, that goal... My dad was watching the highlights today, earlier on, and, he, and he's roaring at the TV... And I was like, Dad, we've won or through. He's like, oh, that's a disgrace. And I'm like, it's fine or through, but he was absolutely fuming. And if that had, if that goal had been pivotal in that tie, how angry would we be? Like, they're still making the wrong decision. So, yes, I'm back and forward with this. Um, if I can go and take a kick to itself, because I'm just not having it. I don't understand how he's made the wrong decision there. And that angle, the angle that shows it clearly that he's kicked Mariolos's foot. Why has he not been given that? The technology's there. He should be given every angle at the click of a button. And it's not there. So it's it's, it's just not where... I understand the, the premises of that, but it's not where it should be yet. And that's why I don't want it this week. I, Pearson, I was very disappointed with our here because it ruined our celebrations. <laughs> We're going to mental. It I did. think well, everyone it was did. going mental. <laughs> I lifted you up again, Gemma. It was like a scene for the Titanic when I had you up there at one point. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm the same as Ryan. I, I watched BT, obviously, when again last night, I watched the highlights. I think every Rangers fan did to watch that back. And they said that that, that image of a small bit of video where it showed the guy kick the back of Morelos, they didn't show him that. They didn't show him that at all. So the referee, if the referee had that to see, which he should have been able to see, he would have gave the goal to Rangers. I mean, Scotia, we yeah. we were all everyone beside us, we were all looking around, going, "What was what was what was that for?" It was never a foul. We could tell for the club deck, it was never a foul, and it should have been three two. I met a guy in a pub last night, and he had a double on last night on that mob that beat Celtic. Um, and and us and it cost him three hundred quid. <laughs> I was like, what's oh, the agent? But um, yeah, we we should be sitting here. I think, I think actually Ryan said he predicted three two, but we sh- we should be sitting here um, with a three two win. I know we're through and everything, and it's kind of go kind of it doesn't really matter anymore. But as Ryan said, it could have mattered, and um, they need to get things that right before they really do. 
Yep. Um, Carney, your final thoughts on that. And also, actually, how good of it was for Alfie to actually square the ball? I was half surprised he didn't <laughs> take the shot on himself. Yeah, there was far too much time for Alfie to think about what he was about to do with that ball. So he thought, well, Kent's there, so I'll pass it and then I can't get the blame. Uh, that's very nice of Alfredo. I, look, and I don't want to sound like um, as if I know better, but I I initially seen the footage before we did the post-match last night, me and Ryan. I initially seen the footage that wasn't behind the one, the one that McCoyce has went off his head at basically and said, well, you can clearly see. i seen what the ref's seen and I still can't understand why he's gave a free kick. Yeah. It is, I, I, I can't understand. He's... He's. I think he's thought in his head. They've told me to have a look at this. He's went over and he's thought to himself, "Well, it must be a free kick. Why else are they asking me to look at it?" A, a crazy decision. Look, that referee was bonkers. I mean, absolutely bonkers. Quite clearly, uh, an eccentric one. Um, there was points where <laughs> I speak to Jamie as well. He wasn't even watching the game. He was like, looking the other way, and I'm, "What's this guy doing?" And he gave a throw in at one point. He was just standing doing this. With his head, just like, and they didn't point. I'm like, what's he, what's this guy doing? But like that, no matter what, that decision is is wrong. It's not, it's not the right decision. But far work for us because we got a penalty um, in the away tie that none of us seen. I didn't see it in, when initial play when we seen it first time. None of us seen it, so it worked in our favour. Um, I'm still for it. I, I still think it has to be introduced into the game. Uh, I think it would erad- eliminate a lot of the ridiculous decisions that we see, and you would just have a look. It's still a ridiculous decision. I can't really defend it uh, at all. Uh, I don't know how he's got it wrong. I really don't. You'd need him to try and explain what he's seen there because, if anything, it's a free kick to Rangers. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, it's absolutely baffling. Um, and poor Ryan Kent, he's, I've seen his interviews. Well, he's like. I don't know what I have to do to score a goal. Felt so sorry for him after the game, but uh, it's one of those things that didn't make a massive difference on the tie. Uh, but we should have won that three-two. Yes, well, regardless if we drew it to each or one three-two, we were through to the the, the last sixteen draw um, this morning that took place at eleven p.m. UK time, um, and Rangers were first out the hat, and we were drawn against Kravena Zvezda who most of you will more likely know them as Red Star. Star well, I'm Reds. so glad you were hosting, mate, because I was not looking forward to saying that. I would have shot out and said Red Star Belgrade 100%. I've probably butchered it anyway, so any Serbian that's listening can tell me if I've, if I've, if I've butchered their language. I do apologise. <laughs> um, so, um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on the draw today? Yeah, it's just, it's a good. I, I wanted obviously a glamour. I wanted like West Ham or someone. Uh, just been greedy as a fan, but for Rangers as a team looking to progress, then it's, it looks a good draw on paper. Um, I don't know much about Red Star, and obviously I know they've won, they won the European Cup years ago. Um, in terms of their history, but I don't know much about them now. I know they're sitting sit second in the division behind Partizan. I think Partizan are the the team to beat in the country, but. Um, Interesting game. I've seen that video, I think it's a few years old now. Probably most people have seen it of the, the tunnel. And the camera goes through the tunnel and it's just a uh, it looks like basically it looks like a Clyde tunnel and it's all graffitied. Um but apparently it's been done up, so it looks like quite a quite a hostile atmosphere to go to. But I don't think that'll I don't think that'll face the likes of Morelos and players that we've got. They've played in atmospheres like this before. Um but I'm looking forward to the ties. Um I would prefer to have been away. 
first, if I'm honest, um, I think there's a wee bit of pressure on you when you're at home you, to get the job and the clean sheet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to going to the games and I'm looking forward to Rangers freezing the ticket prices for the next round. Yes, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, I must admit, I've not really done any research in Red Star today because I have just been watching the highlights of last night back, if I'm being honest. But we, we will do a wee bit further research in the future. I do know, obviously, Carney, we played them back. I think most people remember the game in 1990 when we played them. I know I was going to say at Pearson as well, I completely forgot about the, the games, the qualifying games in 2008 or 2007, 2008. But um, Carney, what are your thoughts? I mean, there's no gimmies at this stage of the competition, that's for sure, but it could have been a lot worse, put it that way. Um, when I, the draw came out, initially I went, who are they? <laughs> who are this team? And I asked you, I read that, I was like, oh, right, okay, right, it's all making a bit of sense to me now. Uh, look, I, I think it'll be a tough draw. I think it's a very hostile atmosphere that we'll be going into. I've seen that video Ryan was talking about, it looked absolutely terrifying. I'm like, I don't really fancy a trip to there. They seem a wee bit unhinged, they football fans, for sure. But it could have been worse. Um, it really could have been. Uh, a lot of people, I didn't understand how the draw was going to work. I, I just thought it was an open draw again. I didn't realise that there was stipulations about who won the playoff, knockout bits and whatever else. So, uh, obviously, it got shrunk right down at the teams that we could have possibly got, but we've we've missed out. Um, we've missed out some big names. Um, West Ham had obviously been superb, uh, but and a chance to progress. Then I think it's quite a good, quite a good draw for us. I do fancy Rangers. I don't know much about them, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, somebody said in the comments then that Michelin did beat them, so we beat Michelin. So um, not that, that really means anything, but I know you take a wee bit of, of confidence in it. So no, bring it on. As I say, it's um, it's exciting times to, to reach this stage of the competition, and the, I, I think uh, the biggest shock I got was you sat for 10 minutes listening to the absolute drivel that they talk before they do the draw, not really paying attention. And the first name was Rangers. And I was like, my God, I don't need to watch the rest of this. I'm going to just be able to find out here and now, uh, which was rather pleasing, freed up another five, 10 minutes of my morning. But favourable draw for us, but I still expect it to be quite a tough, tough test for us. I'll always go back to it. We've just put out Dortmund, so bring it on. Yeah, and finally, Pearson, your thoughts on the draw? Happy with that? Yeah, same as the guys. I wanted West Ham. That's the team I wanted. And then if we couldn't get them, I didn't want Leon or Leverkusen because we've played them, obviously. So, yeah, I think it's favourable. I wouldn't write them off, though, because oh, we did. I don't, I don't think we did it last season, but in terms of when we played Slavia Prague, I think a lot of people thought, oh, we've got a good chance of getting through there and look what happened. But um, I think they'll be, they'll be decent. They were in a group where, obviously, teams we've played, we've been in a group with Braga, Michelin and uh, Ludigrets as well. They obviously topped their group. I've seen they didn't score many goals. They scored like six goals or something. Um, so, yeah, I would, would probably say, I've, I, I don't know what the bookies have got, but I would imagine the bookies would probably have us favourites at the moment because of our Dortmund results. So, it's favourable for us. And there's a lot of teams... Um, in terms of the other draws, there'll be big teams falling at this hurdle as well. In terms of if we get in the last eight, so you never know. Leverkusen game kind of screams out for that one. Yeah, big yeah one. so I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but your um, your Airbnb in Seville, Scotia, we might might have to use it. Does it sleep four? Does it sleep four? <laughs> Did it sleep I think it sleeps six. It sleeps six. There we go. Oh, Jamie's coming as well then. <laughs> yeah, but 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 no, but no, it was our. Uh, 
yeah, I, I was happy with the draw. I was happy with it. And um, I seen today the Scottish Cup we on the Sunday, which which is good because I thought, see if they put us on the bloody Monday when we are playing in Europe on the Thursday. Well, I wouldn't be shocked to be honest because it's the SFA or whoever does it. But um, I seen we were on the Sunday, which which is good, which gives us obviously the, the, obviously three three and a bit days to to prepare for that game. Well, yeah, I mean, we were always going to be the Sunday because Celtic contrived to get themselves put out, out by Bodo Glimp last night, obviously, so... Deliberately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would imagine so, yeah. But no, that's, that's enough talk. We need to get through the whole fucking podcast without speaking about Celtic, but oh, there you go. Yeah. Such is life. Um, yeah, so no, I'm really pleased with, it, pleased with the draw. I think out of all the teams, that's probably the one I wanted the most. Maybe Galatasaray, because obviously I didn't think they were great shakes when we played them and when I watched St. Johnston play them at the start of the season I didn't think they were great shakes then either mm-hmm. um, but happy enough with that Those, so that our game will take place on the, the 10th of March and then the, the away leg will be the, the following week on the 17th um, so look forward to that one and Rangers probably charging £50 this time for <laughs> easy mate easy easy <laughs> yeah so we'll finish up um, with uh, a wee look at the, the Motherwell game um, sorry, on the Motherwell game, Gio was kind of asked in his press conference today about it, and I mean the main one to take away from it really is the injury updates. I would say, and he said that Ramsey was on the on the pitch today training, so he looks like he could potentially be playing. He's obviously um, said in the press conference as well that we can't afford to drop any more points, but being at home. That's not really the issue for us at the minute, but he did say in the press conference, no more drop points. So on on Motherwell themselves, they're off sitting sixth in the sixth, excuse me, in the table, but it's still really really congested, like Carney had mentioned last week, between pretty much fourth and ninth place, we have about three points, three points in it. Motherwell are also in a horrific run of form. Their last win in the league was Boxing Day. Um, they've not won a game um, since, in the league since they came back. They did beat Aberdeen in the Cup a couple of weeks back, but they're, they're drawn in losing games sort of for fun at the minute. Sort of, it's a draw, a loss, a loss, a draw, a loss sort of in the last five. Um, although they did, obviously, draw with us one each. Ibrox earlier in the season, although we turned, managed to put in an absolutely fantastic performance for Park winning. Um, 6-1. So, Ryan, come at you. What are your thoughts on the, the Motherwell game? I'm looking forward to it because I'm hoping that Rangers can continue their form from last night. I want to see them... I want to see a, an animal on Sunday. That's what I want to see. I want them to prove a point on Sunday that, that it's not just these big European ties that they can turn up for in these big games because Sunday matters as much to me and probably anybody in this podcast and chat as much as it did last night we've let it slip as we've all discussed uh, in the league and three points on Sunday for me is just as important so I want to see probably a hearts like performance, I want to see some intensity I want to see them fighting for the ball and I want to see goals on Sunday, I don't think it's a lot to ask for, as you said Motherwell on a pretty horrific run of form um, when did you say the last time they won a game, was it Bo- Boxing Day was Boxing it? Boxing Day, yeah yeah, and I know Ali's probably going to jump in here and say I wouldn't look into that. I am looking into that. Rangers should be going for them, going for teams like this, and be relentless and attack, attack, attack. As I always say, <laughs> um, I think there'll be a few changes. I think there will be a few changes. I would 
without giving you my tea, I would personally rest the likes of Ryan Kent, who I think has put so much into these these two legs in Europe. I would, I would just give him a wee rest and bring Sakala in just to freshen it up a bit. Um, players like that who will be on the fringes and hungry to, to prove their point. But yeah, I am looking forward to Sunday, but I do expect a performance from Rangers. I want to see something something that's going to take that feeling of last Sunday away because it's still niggling away at me a wee bit. Yeah. Um, Ali, your thoughts on the game? Yeah, similar to Ryan. I'm not reading into in terms of Motherwell's form, Ryan. They're not one of the teams I would um, I would say I disregard their form. Um, no, I've looked at Motherwell. They haven't been great. Obviously, they sold Tony Watt to to where he go? Dundee United. So he's no longer there. They get a guy up front. Van Dien looks all right to be fair. Um, but no, I want Rangers to go in, as Ryan says, put a performance on like the Hearts game. I expect goals. We need goals. I, looking at the, I know they are three points ahead at the moment, but the goal difference, we need to try and close that goal difference. And I think Sunday is a perfect opportunity. And I think Sunday is due a doing from Rangers. I know we gave Hearts mm. a doing not that long ago, but I've got a feeling there is a doing in the post for Sunday soon. And I hope it is Motherwell on Sunday. I really do. I just think we're at Ibrooks, good record at Ibrooks, obviously. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm confident about Sunday and I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing a performance and, and like Ryan goals as well. Yep, hoping for that. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. You'll you'll enjoy it when you get back in. <laughs> Have a good night, Stephen. Carney, uh, Carney your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, I, I would love for Rangers to come out and give them an absolute doing. Um, I would love to see rotation in the team as well to try and protect players. However, I don't know if we'll go down that route. I, I don't know if Gio will take, a, not a risk, but a, an unnecessary kind of half risk in rotating the players. In, in terms of mother, I was looking at the form earlier today. They've been really poor. I mean, really poor and really struggling for, for anything just now. Um their sixth in the league doesn't really represent what's happening because, there's, as I said, there's so many teams and about there. I think there's six teams that are a few, like three points split by three or four points, something like that. So, not a uh, particularly tight in the middle of the, the 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 table. Look, we just have to win. We have to win. We have to we have to get last Sunday out of our system. Um, I understand where Ryan's coming from, but he's saying it still niggers at him a wee bit. It's because what we done the two Thursdays that split that fixture. Um, because whereas that all the time, and I know that's easy enough to say, and it's very simplistic to say, because getting yourself up for Dundee United and getting yourself up for Dortmund's a completely different kettle of fish. But <clears throat> we need to show at least half of the desire, the commitment, the willing to run through brick walls that we did against Dortmund for the. the the, the two factors that we played them and we should be absolutely fine um, I'm looking forward to the game um, I think it'll still be quite a buzz around the place because of what we've achieved on um, on Thursday and yeah I'm I'm confident Rangers will do more than enough to win that game on Sunday Yeah, hope so Right, we'll finish up with our teams and scores um, come back to you Ryan who are you going for? Right, I am going Shagger and goals Tav Goldson, Balogun, Bassey. I'm changing this up here. I'm going Kamara, Lundstrom, 
and Aribo. Sakala, Alfie, Diallo. Okay. I've I'm not seen Diallo at Ibrox yet. I don't think we've seen no. Diallo at Ibrox yet. I think it's Ross County, Tanner Dice and the Piggery. He's played that, so I want to see him at Ibrox and I want to see him given a chance. He's a young boy. I slated him on Sunday. Deservedly so, but I want to see him. He's, he needs a chance. He's up here to play football. He's obviously a good footballer. Yeah, let's see what you can do. I want to see him on uh, Sunday, and I am going 4-1 Sakala first goal. And yes, the goal wicked scenes from a corner. <laughs> Putting that in there, right? You probably get you'll probably get some decent odds in that because the bookies probably haven't caught on just yet. So everyone go and do that. Rangers they concede from a corner. Um right, cheers for that, Ryan. Um Ali, your team in, in score prediction. Similar to Ryan's to be honest. Um I'm going to McGregor and goal. I like how we all said in the the other podcast yep. would put McLaughlin back in. We're all saying McGregor. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Johnny to see McLaughlin. So, um, oh, we're um, a fickle bunch football fan. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, Shagger and goal. Same back four as Ryan. So, so Tav, Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Big Bassey. Same midfield, to be honest, in terms of like, Camaro, come in, Lundstrom, Aribo. Ryan Kent, for me, will play. Um, and I think he'll score. Um, Alfie through the middle and the man for Zambia because he scored a hat-trick against him last time will play and I think he deserves to play I think Diallo will come on in the second half hopefully when we're winning by a few goals yeah. And Did you give me a score? I wasn't really oh, sorry. There. sorry. Um It is going to be 4-0 Rangers Ryan Kent first goal scorer Right, very good and finally Carney give us your team um, I'm going on the basis of um, the conversation, that, or the, the statement that Ryan made in the group chat that I think we just need to forget about Ryan, Aaron Ramsey uh, existing, and if we see him, we see him. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, you actually need to take it just out yeah. of the equation right now. So, yeah, not not putting Ramsey in. Um, same back five, McGregor, Tavernier. <laughs> Before we picked McGregor, McGregor, Tavernier, <laughs> um, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey. My midfield is Ryan, Jack, and Lundstrom. I think they'll keep their spaces. I think, I think we might be getting drawn in slightly um, to thinking Ryan Jack constantly needs protected. I don't know. If, I think he might not. I think he's maybe at the point where he thinks no, he's he's good enough to play. Just going by what he was said after his his press conference after the match last night, I think if he focuses on his recovery, he's going to be available. So Lundstrom, Jack, um, Aribo, Kent, Morelos, and Sakala. Um, and I'm going three 0 Rangers. I'm going Morelos to score first, and Ryan Kent to score any time. And this will be the day that he gets his goal. Very good. So for me, yeah, keeping with the theme, McGregor staying in goals. <laughs> so going McGregor, my back four slightly different. I'm bringing Hellander into the left centre half position, but Tav Goldson and Bassey there as well. And then the same sort of Lundstrom, Jack, Sakala, Aribo, Kent, and Morelos. And I'm going 3-0 Rangers with Kent for goal scorer. So, hopefully... Oh, fairly confident, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, bet, I meant to it's say as well, congratulations to Ali and Scotia and myself for getting the score right for last night. I'm glad you brought because I got the team right, right? I got the team right, and that referee's done me out a double. 
He's he has, yeah. He has. <laughs> he has. Region, uh, mate. Don't do get, get, on get on to UEFA. Get on to UEFA about that. Aye, phone UEFA, mate. Phone UEFA and let me know how you got on, mate. And I'll give you the credit on the next podcast if they get back what, to you, right? What, what did I tell you about VAR, boys? Excellent. Well, that'll do us for this evening. Um, so say thank you to my guests. Firstly, cheers for coming on the night, Ali. No problem. Looking forward to Sunday. Looking forward to being back at Ibrox again. Um, bye. I will see you all on Sunday. And thank you as well, Ryan. Cheers, Scotia. Thanks for uh, taking the hot seat tonight. I owe you one. Um, hope you all have a good weekend, lads. Ali, hope you uh, stay off the beers tomorrow because obviously you're not having a beer tonight. So I'd expect <laughs> you to keep that theme throughout the weekend. I just um, wanted to I say something. Sorry, Ryan. I just wanted to say something. I'd, I did wear the 150-year white top last night, so there's another reason why we're through, and I will be wearing it on Sunday. Until May, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cheers, boys. Hope everybody's, hope everybody's a good weekend and enjoy Ibrox on Sunday. Uh, cheers, Ryan. And finally, thank you to the main man, Mr Scott Carney. Cheers, Scott. Thanks very much, mate. Yes, I enjoyed that. Um, really good. I could literally talk about last night all over and now on to Sunday. Really looking forward to it. Um, good pod tonight. Uh, really enjoyed really enjoyed the chat. Thank you to everybody for getting involved in the chat. It's brilliant when you all get involved. Some really funny comments. And try and keep it clean, man. I want to put, all, I want to put a lot up. Some of it, I'm like, I can't put that up. But try and keep it clean. Uh, as always, uh, sorry, Scotch, I'm not stealing your outro. Um, if you'd like no, to support sorry. us, help us grow. You can become a club at 22 supporter, joining the channel. If you are still a supporter at the end of the season, um, you could be a chance of winning a gift voucher for the Rangers store. And like uh, Andy did earlier on today, if you would like to support us by buying a podcast a coffee, that would be great. And only three days left of the charity raffle, so please, if you can, let's try and raise as much as we can for the Rangers Charity Foundation. Thank you and good night. Yep, cheers, and yeah, um, thank you for me as well. Thanks uh, for everyone getting involved in the comments. I must say, it's really difficult to Kenny keep up with the comments when you're hosting because um, some of them are really, really funny. So it completely puts you off. But I promise, when I'm hosting, I will get better at it. But um, cheers for everyone for joining us, and we'll see you after the game on Sunday. <laughs>